We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What up, everybody? It is 10 a.m. in the District of Columbia. Points north, south, east, and west. Uh, good morning, Brian. How do you do? Monday, baby. Good, Big brother. Week. What's happening with you? Uh, I'm good, man. I'm good. Good weekend. Um, lots to lots to discuss from the weekend, but I, I kind of wanted to start here. A little bit of uh, breaking news this morning, I, I guess is fair to say. Um, Albert Breer in Monday Morning Quarterback, I think is the first to have this kind of all over the place now. Marvin Harrison Jr., widely considered the top wide receiver in the upcoming NFL draft. Um, arguably the, the cleanest, best prospect in this draft. Mm-hmm. Not only now what we've seen more and more in recent years, especially among people that are that are at the top, they go to the combine but don't really take part in any of the physical drills. Um, that but they kind of go for interviews and to meet teams and meet coaches and all that. Marvin Harrison isn't going. Period. He's, and uh, you know what? I, and I kind of thought you'd be. Ha- and I don't have. I a thought problem. you'd apply. I don't have a problem. There are a lot of guys. Listen, man. The the I understand the importance of the combine for those that are kind of visit, going and looking at it, and all those things. But for the person who's actually playing, it's prehistoric. And if you've seen me perform at a certain level, you're going to come. Normally, you come to my place anywhere, anyway, and do all those same things. Well, dude, not all, so. Just for people that are like, "Oh my gosh, how will he ever get scouted?" Yeah, but that's been he's, going on. He's that's been, been going on since way back when I came out of college. Right. Guys don't always go. Not running and and jumping and doing stuff is one thing, but usually guys at least go for the song. There and dance are guys that have not even shown it's, up, right? But it's rare. It's very it's rare. rare. But to, uh, but the thing about it, let's be real. Who's the last dude that really didn't go? Do you think Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to drop in the draft because he don't go to a combine? Not at all. Okay. I, I think it's it's a really interesting <clears throat> turn of events. Like, if you are, if you're trying, if you're, I, I mean, we can look at, like, kind of these draft boards, right? If you are a day three wide receiver, you're going. If you're a day two, you're going. But if you're Marvin Harrison and there's no way you get out of the top five, you don't need to go because not only is he going to have his own pro day at Ohio State where every scout will come watch him, he's also put up three years of tape. Yeah. Like, I mean, the guy has 2,600 receiving yards in, what is that, 38 college games. He's he's, he scored 31 touchdowns in three seasons. Mm Mm-hmm. There's there's not a lot he needs to do to prove. Um, I just I I saw that this morning and I'm not surprised by it. Um, I what I am surprised by is that the first 
And not to say this is the first time this has ever happened. It's happened. I mean, hell, it was just last year that Jalen Carter had that weird arrest thing pop up and he left. Mm-hmm. But he was there and then he left. Yeah. Um, I do. Oh, good. We're back to blue ink. Um, I, I, I do just find it remarkable. I would have thought, B, that a quarterback would be the guy that does this. Not necessarily a wideout. But, but maybe but he's thing, just so clear but, ahead. But see, that's 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 our mindset. We have gotten to a point where we only think that the quarterbacks are the only people with any kind of uh, leverage. I think yeah. I think Marvin Harrison has been touted as the top receiver all year. He, we started the year like that. He finished the year like that. He didn't get no shorter. He got no slower. Right. He did not perform any less. What the hell is it going to do for him to go there? Well, there's an. I, I agree with you. There's an interesting – there's a lot of interesting forces at play with the Combine because what I've said and I feel like we have kind of discussed is we know the BS is coming, right? Like the Junks had Merrill Hodge on this morning, mm-hmm. and it was a good interview. Um, it, got, it had me and Jeff sitting in the car because we didn't want to pull into – I don't know where the hell Jeff parks. I didn't want to pull into my garage because I didn't want it to cut out. So that's like when you know something's good, right? And I think it's because Merrill is, is certainly willing to speak his mind um, in unconventional ways. And heading into this week with the quarterbacks, there's going to be so much intrigue. Uh-huh. But I know just trying to – so I fly out this afternoon at 5 o'clock, right, from Dulles. And because of the way the NFL has done this now – You mean to meet somebody have a sit with Kind of. Yeah, I mean, dude, there's a lot of people – I mean, you know how it is when you get to these events. There's a lot of people going a million different directions. Yep. And if you don't at least touch base beforehand, it gets hard to maybe line up, uh, whether it's a cup of coffee in the morning or a cocktail in the evening, whatever. Um, so I was I texted with a bunch of coaches from around the league, and they've spread this thing so far out mm-hmm. that less and less people, unless you go the whole week, which for some people would mean going yesterday yeah. through next Sunday, or at least today through Sunday, which I just frankly don't want to do. Um, like you're like you're not gonna be there at the same time because they divide up the position groups mm-hmm. and certain coaches. Like if you coach running backs, if you're a running backs coach, you don't need to be there on Friday when the quarterbacks are gone. So you can fly in, get out, not deal with the craziness. But B, more and more staffs just aren't going. Yeah, I know of I, an I, NFC South team that's so, not so going. So this is the question I'm going to ask, and this is what I want those people who are going to get up in the get their panties in a wad because Marvin Harris is not going. Repeat what you just stated again about the staffs. Now it's not everybody, no, but it's a growing trend. But most of them are not going. No, not most of them. I'd but say it's a lot of the staffs are not going like they used to. They say it like that. They're not sending the whole staff. Or they're, not for the whole time. They're sending like, a certain amount of people at a certain amount of time. So they are now not doing like they used to. Back in the day, the whole it's like the whole office moved over there. If they are getting less interested in that combine, why the hell do the players have to be there if they've already established themselves as the guy? Dude, I, I think what Marvin Harrison is doing, it kind of like – Basically, what I'm curious about, because I think you and I believe, at least in 
in the sports and entertainment industry, mm-hmm. in, in the industries where eyeballs and selling tickets are ultimately your currency, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. What's more powerful than the NFL? Beyonce, Taylor Swift, probably them. maybe and- some soccer, like the World Cup. Yeah. But there's, it, it's a pretty short list of what's ahead Very of them, much. right? Yeah. The combine is a huge moneymaker for the league. The players aren't making anything off of it. No, I mean, no. But So my thing is, they would want all the top guys to come because it makes them have more people around so they can make more dollars. Well, the next thing that's going to happen, players are going to start asking, what you giving me to come there? I mean, if you're going to benefit off of it, why shouldn't I? Because they're not going there to see the lead. They're going to see those individual players, right? Well, especially, I mean, if you think about it more and more, if they're not going to work out and they've got to be there for three days in these, like, groups, mm-hmm. and I I really think the NFL made a mistake when they switched all the workouts to nighttime, and they only did that because they want they did that prime to make time money. viewership, yeah. right? There you go. Money is all about the green. But, like, I, I just think it, it gets these guys so far off their kind of natural – rhythms for working out that I I wonder if that was a factor in it. Um like I like I You know what it is? Marvin Harrison Jr. Everybody a, hates it. Coaches hate it. Scouts hate Marvin it. Marvin Harrison it. Jr. has a Hall of Fame dad who went through this league a minute guy and smaller than most receivers that did that had the impact that he had. And it, and he was never he was not given the level of love that he probably should have gotten throughout his career. And he is probably telling his son that's unnecessary. I don't think this is about an agent. This is about I grew up with a man that went through all this crap. And when I told you about like how you stand up with this shorts on in front of the crowd, yeah, that's demeaning to a lot of guys. And that happened if you if you look at the uh, what's it called the, the dynasty the dynasty with Tom you see but every player has to go through that but a lot of that stuff is like I I, I did it I was thrilled by it but why am I bench pressing two twenty five as much as I can when am, when am I ever as a running back gonna be bench pressing two twenty five pounds on a football field I get. It's tricky because I understand wanting some level of uniformity in your testing so that everybody is compared at the same rate, right? Like, hey, everybody ran on this field. So if this field's fast or this field's slow, everybody was on the same field. But I do also understand that there, to me, I mean, you point this out. By the the end of this week, I'm guessing... I, how many times are we going to hear the phrase T-shirt and panties from B-Mitch? <laughs> like, well, what does this have to do with football, right? I'm being real. It's so just... I, I, I get, to if anything, the tape is what should matter. I ran the 40 at, in Indianapolis. When they came to my school, they still wanted me to run the 40 again. So if uniformity matters, I shouldn't have to run it again at my school, right? The best, and maybe we could get him on this week because I love the story. And I don't know, I assume he's told it. Ooh. Publicly, um, Tana's story about running the 40. Santana Moss run, didn't, I believe, this you could look up, but I believe Santana did not run the 40 at the Combine in Indy mm-hmm. and then ran it at his pro day at Miami. And I'm not going to give it away because it's an amazing story the way Tana tells it, but it 
Drew Rosenhaus gets involved, and they they shut down the operation because it was so blazing fast. What? Well, let's let's maybe we can get Santana on the but show you know, this week. And that, that's kind of like when you're a lawyer and you you're asking questions, and then you ask a question where you expect to be a throwaway, but the guy gives you an answer and incriminates the hell out of himself, and you say no further questions. You know why? Because the jury is going to remember that damn answer. <laughs> they gonna remember what happened then. When he hit, when Tanner hit that blazing speed, Drew's like hit. No, he ought to do nothing else because that's all they're gonna go away with. They are gonna go away saying this dude here can run his little ass off. You know, it's like I ran the forty at the combine, and they were claiming that their turf was fast. I felt it was slow. Then I ran the forty at my school on grass, and had a better time. You know what I'm saying? With the pull hamstring. That's crazy. So. Once I ran the better time, once uh, Don Bro, uh, was running back coach at Washington, once he told me the time, then I revealed that I had a pull hamstring. I pulled the wrapper off and showed him the the the, the black and blue uh, little bruising, <laughs> and he go, "Man, you did that running like that?" He said, "Why?" I said, "Man, it's my only chance, right?" And then I went through everything. I going to the physical therapist earlier that morning and was crying because she was digging into it to give me the opportunity to go run. But it's what we go through to get it done. But they do so much. And in this day and age, guys have a better understanding of what's going on. Hell, when I went to the Combine, they were just starting to have all of these these, uh, facilities to teach you about everything Combine. When I went there, I didn't run no shuttles and stuff like that. I just went there and the shuttles were new to me. Now you can go to these little training uh, sessions that will give you everything that you have to do at the Combine, and you'll start it off two, three months prior, and when you get there, you're much better than what you were before. So you're training for it, you know? So it, it, everything has changed for it, and they're catering to it, but I think also the best of the best understand it's not necessary. I think, it, man, life, What what is that phrase? Like, men are as loyal as their options or whatever. Like there's some phrase like that, right? I think everybody don't just sure yeah, people, yeah, yeah, people, yeah. I, I, but life, life, and opportunities are about leverage, and Harrison's got it all, oh, and doesn't have to deal with it. Hmm. And I think the only downside, or or I, I struggle to find any real negative on this, frankly. Um, yeah, Randy Moss, I'm, I'm, Randy Moss keeps popping in my head. Did he? Go to the combine and uh, did he participate in a lot of stuff? I know it was a certain a receiver or somebody when I came out that didn't do all the stuff. I imagine Randy went because he was probably proving that he deserved to go wherever. Mm-hmm. Um, but my year coming out, it was somebody. I I just remember he went to the combine, but doesn't look like he did anything. Yeah, but he went. I, I'm saying he went, but he didn't do anything. Like if you don't do, if going there is one. I mean, people say, well, a guy goes. A lot of guys that go don't do all the interviews either. He do maybe some with the teams he like or don't like. Uh, Tony but, Moss. Tony but, Moss but was a receiver. talking about – so the other thing to keep in mind here, the NFL draft goes seven rounds. Then you've got a probably a few hundred undrafted guys that then sign as free mm-hmm. agents. Then you got people that get invited to training camps, rookie camps. Rookie camps, you end up with, let's just say it's seven picks – three guys they sign, they still fill out like a 30, 40-man roster that weekend after the draft. Mm-hmm. Like, for the vast majority of people, the combine 
has a lot of value. Yeah, but but, but uh, I do uh, think most of those guys don't even go to the combine. Well, a lot of them don't get invited. That's what I'm saying. So think about it, okay? Just like in in minicamp, you you cover a lot of minicamps. Yeah, they're exciting. They are not really sitting there and figuring out what the first rounder can do. He's already on the team, right? They're trying to figure out what that what those guys farther down the roster can do, so I can know who I'm letting go, who's going to try to have opportunity to come along. So when they get to the combine, you think they're really trying to see what Marvin Harrison is going to be able to do? He's already proven what he can do. He's run the forty many a time. They know that they got every one of them. There's three years of tape. So they got. I'm saying they got all that. So when he gets there, out of the three hundred and some people, I think go right. I think it's three twenty five. Three hundred twenty some people go. I guarantee you, they're not looking at. They're looking at more at the bottom one hundred and something than they are the top one hundred and something. Because they can now, I need to see, can this guy amount to something else and then deal with these people? Like, we're talking wideouts, right? And I think, dude, you've got, the NFL's got something on their hands here in that you've got head coaches that don't go now, mm-hmm. staffs that don't go. Maybe the head coaches go, the GM goes, but the staff ain't going. Now you've got an incredibly high-profile player with a Hall of Fame father, to your point, B, not going. Now, like, if you are Xavier Worthy, uh, stud Texas wideout who could creep into the back half of the first round, you go. Combine matters to you. Yeah. And you get further down that list. Um, the kid Leggett from South Carolina, uh, big fella, tall. He, he's trying to get into the first rounder, like, there's no this isn't going to like undermine the system, but if more and more of these top kids are like, wait, so the coaches aren't even going? Yeah. Why do I have to go? But see, but that's it, Jay. Like, like for me, when we saw when the Cliff Kingsbury had um Colin Murray calling the plays in the second half of a a preseason game. Remember that? I think all the starting quarterbacks should have to do that every year during preseason. So you know why? Because as bad as preseason normally is, the number still kicks all the other leagues' ass, right? They're regular season games. So if Marvin Harrison is not there, people are not going to turn off. Right. They're not going to turn off the uh, TV because it's the love and the, and, the, and, the, and the hunger for what we have coming and what those guys are going to be. So they're going to keep watching. I think the league has to just understand that <laughs> – it has always been everything about the players is put out there. But when you hear the things you just stated, when reporters are saying, well, this staff isn't sitting their whole staff and this staff isn't sitting their head coach, those players and those, those agents are saying, well, it's not that important to them. So you hit on something that I think is fascinating in all this. The combine is, a, is super important for agents. The NFLPA holds their annual meeting with agents there where I think they have to be present, mm-hmm. and there's, like, paperwork they have to come and sign. Yeah. And I think they do it on purpose to make sure everybody's there in one place, right? Um, by and large, agents are covering the costs of getting these guys to the combine and all the training they do in advance of it, all of these things, right? At some point, the agents will look at this as a return on investment. And we're not talking about... Marvin Harrison. We're talking about a fifth rounder yeah. that they're spending a hundred grand on. 
in testing for the combine and all of these things. Mm -hmm. And at some point, if there's not enough decision makers there, you, you wonder when they're like, yo, we can just keep you at your college working out for your pro day and save this 70 grand. Like those, those things will come into account. My other way to fix this damn thing. Sorry, landfill, but I've wanted to say this, the cognitive testing, what it used to be the wonder lick. Now it's the S two or whatever. Those scores getting leaked pisses these kids off, understandably. And I wouldn't it, take it. Dude, if I'm a certain level, guys, I give them a one-finger salute keep moving. I think there's a fix for everybody, for the for the low-level guys and the high-level guys. You only can give those tests out if you bring a guy in for his top 40 visit. You got him in your building, you want him to take the test, fine. Because if that leaks, I know exactly who leaked it. That, that solves the issue. Once you visit more than one team, then you don't know what team. Yeah, but the tests are specific. They're not. It's not. You're not sharing it. Like, all right, I'm going to visit Chicago. They're asking me for the test. I'll take it. Got me all fired up on a Monday morning of Combine Week. Now, if you also are fired up, I got just the place for you. Head over to Rudy's Golf in Kingstown, Alexandria. They've got two floors of heated bay. You're not going to need heated bays this week. The weather's going to be perfect. Just go over there and hit balls. It's going to be awesome. If you're trying to improve your game or you just want to go drink some beers with the boys, Rudy's is the spot for you. All of their 74 driving range bays are equipped with top tracer technology. It's an unmatched experience for pros or if you're just a beginner. If you want to bring the kids, two putt-putt courses, awesome draft beer selections, terrific chicken wings. Go check them out, rudysgolf.com and Rudy's Golf. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. On Instagram. Be Mitch Finley, 1067, the fan. Um, Landfill, you ready for... It's funny, CK asked me this morning if we if I was going to Detroit, and I was like, I don't know. Um, you are going. When is Detroit? End of April? Uh, the 25th to the 27th. Yeah, the actual draft. Today is the 26th of February. So I'll, yeah. I'll let you guys help me with the math. I believe it is two weeks, until two months rather, yeah. two full months until the draft. I will go with that. Round one is the 25th, right? April 25th, that Thursday night. Um, two full months of people having opinions on college quarterbacks. Lion season. Uh, Lion season. Lion season sure. already started. Um, there are a bunch of quarterbacks that are going to be throwing. Jaden Daniels, however, LSU quarterback, is not one of them. Um, he's going to Indy. He's going to do interviews, going to do meetings, but he's not working out. Mm-hmm. I, I would argue there. I mean, hell, with that kid, there's five years of tape. But that's been the precedent lately. The top guys. Especially a quarterback. The top guys at quarterback normally wait till you come to their school and their coordinator has everything set up to make them look as good as they possibly can. The, so I understand that. The most, by a mile, electric. Do you remember Johnny Football's program? Johnny, boy, Johnny Manziel. When he came out in shoulder with pads. With the equipment on. Yeah. I mean, it was like. 
riveting television watching Johnny Football's <laughs> Pro Day. And, and if that makes me a nerd, if loving the Lord is wrong, I don't want to be right. I don't know what to tell you. Um, but uh, I think there's this – people have this notion that this is like, oh, these guys are wimps now. Yo, nah, that that's not Eli it. Manning did this 20 yeah. years ago. Yeah, that, And I'm sure it happened before that, but I know Eli – didn't work out at the combine. Um, I don't. I, I think Andrew Luck didn't work out. Did Robert run at the combine? Don't remember. I'm pulling that up. But see what I'm saying though, Jay is because I know his pro day it, was a show. It is Mitch not was there. the first day or first time that a player has not done all this stuff. So my my whole thing is why act like it's new? I mean, this is one thing that we've. We, we've gotten like this in social media everywhere. Things that happened before 20, 25 years ago got no press. Now today we lose our mind because it's happening. It's been happening. So why would you think that we have better ways of communicating today but don't think that people today will do what they were doing in the past? Dude, this is kind of fascinating. I just pulled up RG3's combine profile. Mm-hmm. Should we take a trip down memory lane here? Let's go. Um. This is Robert Griffin III. He had a 95 prospect grade. Mm-hmm. All right? So he did. He actually ran. He ran a 4-4-1 at the combine. Had a 39-inch vertical jump. I mean, clearly just a super gifted athlete. Um, Couldn't slide. The analysis. Many would argue that RG3 is not only the most physically gifted quarterback in the 2012 draft, but that he is the most talented player overall. His intangibles are making so many general managers swoon. Griffin, because of his athletic ability and Joe Montana-like ability to extend plays and remain focused on moving the ball downfield, not to mention his hurdling ability, stands to potentially be the better prospect when matching up physical traits with luck. Nonetheless, RG3 will likely be a top-five pick and is so talented that teams with large investments in young quarterbacks, such as Sam Bradford and St. Louis, will have a tough time passing up on the opportunity to draft a potential game-changer. I would love to interview the person who wrote that. Well, what's hysterical, such as Sam Bradford in St. Louis, the Rams, the St. Louis Rams, traded out of that number two pick <laughs> to the Skins to take him. Um, strengths, RG3 is a talented quarterback who was built for the position. Weaknesses, RG3 has a slight size deficiency and could have some durability issues if he has hit enough times. I think any quarterback will have those issues if you hit enough time. Hell, Cam Newton and Ben Roethlisberger proved that because those dudes were some monsters, and they still their bodies broke down. But the ultimate thing is just because someone has and, – and as I listened to Merrill Hodge this morning, I think Merrill threw something out there that people don't normally do. Merrill isn't saying the guys aren't good, play, good players. Right. They're outstanding in college. And in college, you know what? You don't get hit like you're going to get hit in the pros if you decide to let your legs be the, do the talking all the time. But what he's looking at is what do you do when you're inside the pocket? Do you make the decision then? Do you know how to deliver the ball in the right spot and on a consistent basis? You know, those things are going to be answered once you get to the next level. Can't answer them early. So this guy, that, that whole little write-up about Robert gave more pressure, more prowess to his athletic ability than it did his quarterback ability. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There are a lot of guys that play the position 
and are just more athletic than everybody else. Hell, I was that guy when I was playing. I knew when I stepped on the field, I wasn't just the quarterback. I was probably building any damn body on that football field. And I didn't care. I wasn't going to play no quarterback at the next level. I was going to be a, a running back, whatever. And that's what I, I was. But the guy that you're going to keep to be your quarterback, he has to do something intellectually stimulating to make sure you understand that that guy is a guy that could be quarterback. Because if his thing is, I know I can run, and I get out of trouble like that, that guy going to end up on a stretcher. That's I, I thought what Merrill was saying, it's funny, like, because we live in a social media environment that's full of snapshots and without context, he even kind of said it. He's like, man, everybody went crazy about what I said about Caleb Williams. He, he's like, I think he has elite accuracy and an elite arm. I just think his first tendency to look to run and extend plays will be a problem in the pros, which I think is a fair analysis. I, I wonder the same thing with Jaden Daniels. What I like about Daniels is I don't view him as a runner. He Honestly, Daniels seems like a pocket passer that can run rather yeah. than a runner that can win from the pocket. Mm-hmm. What I like about May is he throws with anticipation and, and has a gun. What I worry about with May is, on, dude, he bails on clean pockets. Like there, there's a, there's a, said he bails on clean pockets and he's inaccurate sometimes in the pocket, missing little regular plays. But the thing of it is, see, this is my thing. I'm not watching every game of, of Drake of, of May. Okay, you and I don't pretend to be scouts. I asked, I asked this question. You know, everyone says how great he was last year. People keep going back to last year, and then they say that then he came back the following year and he he dropped off some. That's the answer I want. Why did he drop off? Okay? Because you know who else did that? Had a great year as junior year and then dropped off? Sam. Okay? And what does he do also? Leaves the pocket early. So my question is, is that something that they just have in them? Or something that can be taught? Because the whole thing is, we always say that someone can coach somebody up into doing something. That's not always the case. There's a clip going around Twitter with Drake May that I'm trying to find. And... What the people that posted the clip think they have shown is the Carolina offensive line was so bad that a two-man South Carolina pass rush was able to force May out of the pocket. Mm -hmm. And what I see is somebody that doesn't realize you can maneuver within the pocket and not have to bail out from a two-man rush. That that is partially the thing where people think just because someone got pressure up the middle, you have to start running. Slide to the left, slide to the right. Crisscross, you, you, you can do a whole damn dance off of it. Make love to the pocket. That's what Tom Brady did for 20 years. We're coming right he back. He did an Mitch unbelievable job at it, too. Hey, it's Brian Mitchell here. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. You can bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Brian and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. FanDuel Sportsbook with the official partner of 1067 The Fan. You have to be 21 years old and president of Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as a non-withdrawable bonus bet that expires seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I don't want it if it's that easy. 
Be Mitch and Finley, 106.7 The Fan. Just a few minutes, we'll have uh, Mitch Tischler join the program. I think he's headed to Indy tomorrow. Mitch was on some crazy bourbon-fueled basketball trip this weekend. We'll have to get to the bottom of that. Um, he Mitch can't run. They must be running half court. Watching basketball. Oh, okay. I'm about to Watching say. basketball. All right. Um, real quick, though, Jeff, make sure you get your headphones on, pal. Um, we yeah, have we a, don't need uh, to talk to you, uh, Jeff. We have a we have a special guest joining the program. Um, it's our boy Darius Dameron, D- the executive producer of Grant and Danny. Uh, Darius, what's up, dude? The Pat Mahomes up, of the, of the uh, Madden. Uh, um, so, so Darius, I, would, I wouldn't call. It, I wouldn't call it all that. Hey, I saw it. The fact that B Mitch watched the Twitch for an entire game is tells you a lot about the levels of S talk Jeff continuously makes. But just for the, <laughs> let's say somebody got into their car for the first time on this planet. Um, Darius is the executive producer of Grant and Danny, the show that comes on after us in the afternoons. Jeff is our producer here. Jeff Walker does a great job. Uh, He's a great person. He does a job. Um, But I think (laughs) the big talk this weekend was the Madden matchup between Darius and Jeff. Jeff going into this matchup was 0-15 in the league. And we put the numbers at what? Darius was a 30-point favorite. Yes. Um, Darius, how did it end up? Uh, Darius is not on the line no more from what I see. Oh, Darius you, you, dropped. You, you, uh, I think Did Jeff you hang up, up on him? him. How could I hang up on him? I can't hang up from nobody on nobody Jeff from hung over up here. On I him, think man. you hung up on oh, him. Come on, God, man. You here pull, we go. You're pulling the landfill now. Nah, y'all? Now I'm getting blamed for this. <laughs> um, do you want to try to tell us what happened this weekend, Jeff? The same thing has Hold happened on, but, this uh, weekend uh, happened hey, Jeff, for the past 16. Stop, Darius. You were a 30-point favorite. How did the game go? So, uh, it started all kind of shaky, honestly. Uh, Jeff had a couple of good drives to start the game. Uh, I didn't I didn't score until the third drive of the game, so it started off kind of shaky. But uh, after a while, we just had to wait for Jeff to make some mistakes, and we started guys, and then we took off in the second half. Did did Jeff play well early, or were you not playing your best? Uh, he dropped six interceptions in the first half. <laughs> yeah. He should have thrown through six interceptions. He only ended up throwing two because my guys have the dropsies. But uh, but uh, I, I, whenever I play a new person, somebody I haven't played before, it, it takes me a little bit to settle in. I got to kind of fill out some tendencies, see how they feel, you know, against my zone coverages, feel, see how they feel against my man coverages, my blitzes. So uh, it took me a little bit to settle in. Derrick Henry was getting off some chunk yardage against me. Um, but yeah, once once I got settled in and kind of figured out what what made Jeff uncomfortable, uh, that's what helped me. Well, well, Jeff told me this morning that if y'all played just regular football, he'll beat the brakes off of you. <laughs> he continues to say that despite See, being 0-16 in the league. over-exaggerate my words. I say, we, I I say, say if, you if played, we play regular. I say if you play them regular, would you beat him? You say, yeah. Yeah, like, I beat like, him. Like, what the hell what kind of question him. is that? I can and, beat and him. He can beat me. The way I saw him yeah. score 40 some points in the second half, oh, no, you God. can't. I'd, I'd also <laughs> like to ask a quick question because at 3 o'clock when the match was supposed to start, I pulled out my phone and tried to click on Darius's tweet. Right. I have never watched men play video games, right? Like, I've never done a Twitch stream. Um, Jeff, why were I'm you late? I'm honored that I was your first. I, yeah, yeah. You, you why, were my first, Darius. Why, why was I late? The match was supposed to start at 3, and it kicked off at 3.30. Yeah, because I thought I would be home by 3, but I didn't get home until about 3.30. So you were late. Yeah, in no, other words. I, I wasn't yeah. late. I was trying to uh, If it started at three, you were late, bro. You, you, had, you already forfeited the game. L- Leville, was he late? 
Oh, God. He was late. Yeah. <laughs> Have uh, we mentioned the final score, by the way? No. 48-3, wasn't it? It was 42-3. 42-3. I, I want to just read from the text thread briefly here. Um, so, Landfill sent us the link and everything. Jeff versus Darius at 3 o'clock. So, Landfill then gave us play-by-play, which I really appreciate, uh, Jeff. <laughs> so, at 348, Landfill sent a text that said, Jeff is winning 3-0 after one and a half quarters. Jeff has thrown one interception and tried to throw five more. <laughs> then a, a minute later, we got an update. 7-3 Darris. Now, this is where my dumbass entered the chat uh, because luckily nobody actually bet. There was no actual cash on this, but I was the one willing to back Jeff getting 30 points because that's such an astronomical Whoa. point spread. I liked it. Darris? So, JP was against you. I wasn't against Darius. I just, I'm playing the numbers. I got a zig when the world zags, man. 7 3 Darius. I replied, Jeff plus 30 looking good. The, oh, no. The next series of texts 14 to 3 Darius at halftime. 21 to 3 Darius late third. 28 to 3 Darius start a fourth. 35 to 3 Darius mid fourth. <laughs> 42 to 3, Darius late four. What, what did I say when you scored 35 Darius? Last Stop one. him and score. <laughs> Last one from Landfill. He said Darius won 42 to 3, at which point Beamich texted Jeff sucks. <laughs> and y'all having fun? And just y'all, like y'all that, having a good laugh. Darius covered okay. a 30 point spread, Jeff. Can you can you just cover 30 points, Jeff? I, I even had people in my in my twist trap telling me to keep scoring at the end. I, I, you know, at some point you gotta let off the gas and get out of there. I was telling you to keep scoring. I wanted you to score that last one when you threw it in the end zone. Yeah, he did throw it into the end zone on the last play of the game too. It was very nearly forty nine to three. Jeff, J Dogs, man, what the hell, bro? My team not good this year. It's okay. I'm I'm good. I didn't want to mess up my my draft position for this year. You Cause, wasn't because it's only eight. <laughs> I'm Owen, but there's a couple people in the league that's one in and two in, so it's okay. I don't but, think hey, like, it, I don't think you were trying to lose that bad. <laughs> hey, look, man, it's all good. Um, like I said, Darius, other guys had time to build up their teams. I'm building mine up. It's gonna change. Darius, can you yeah. can you give me like a, a former Redskin commander, Washington quarterback equivalent of Jeff's Madden skill? Ooh, oh man, that's tough. Uh, we'll do that worth name on his shirt. I, John Beck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's somewhere in that tier, the Rex Grossman, John Beck era, I would say, is where is where we are with that. That's um, tough. That's but, tough. I mean, listen, hey, I, I, give, I give Jeff some credit fighting through it. Like, like you said, he joined the league late, so he didn't get a chance to develop this team the way that he would like it. Toby's somebody that joined the league late. It took him a couple seasons, and now he's winning, so. You know, Jeff will get it eventually. People don't understand Madden leagues are a different style than playing just your boys on, you know, in, in a ranked online match. It's, it's a whole different style of game. So it's going to take Jeff a little time to get used to it, but I believe in him. Yeah, but, you know, the way that Jeff talks is the reason why he gets all of this back. No, no. <laughs> now, see, I told he, he, he y'all. See, this way I'll be twisting my words. I told y'all. Regular batting? Oh, yeah, I'm good. But franchise matter, so I, words, I'm losing. I'm asking another question right there. How can you get you and Jeff in real uh, Madden on Twitch? Because he say he'll beat the brakes off of you. That's I mean, what that's I know. Yeah, just said. set up a regular oh matchup. He say he'll beat the brakes off of you. I'm, I'm, I, in all honesty, I'm not a fan of playing just standard regular matches, but I, I can do it just to 
let Jeff. I, just, I want you to do it so you can just beat the brakes off. Do it, do it for us. Do it for us. There's, there's, do it for you guys. All right, we'll set something. They are hyping it up. I did not say I'll Twitter. beat the brakes off. Oh, now, you're, now you're getting scared. No, I'm not scared. Like, I just <laughs> twisted my words. Hold on, hold on. Um, Darius, tell me if this sounds about right. Um, right. In in 1936, a fellow by the name of Pug Rentner started for the Boston Braves and went 15 to 39, completed 38 percent of his passes and was and threw six interceptions. Does that sound okay. about like a, a Jeff stat line? Ooh, ooh, I, I've definitely seen that stat line come across the uh, come across our ticker once uh, <laughs> once every now and then. It didn't, didn't happen in yesterday's game. He was only six of 18 for 64 yards, that's, and that's interceptions, no touchdowns yesterday, but. Uh, not as bad as throwing five interceptions. Uh, um, all right, Jeff, you're you're on kid. par with Pug Rentner from 1936. Congratulations, <laughs> Pug. That's his new nickname, Pug. Pug. Our guy, Pug. That is not my nickname. Darius, thank you for making time Way for to go, us. Pug. And, and anybody that's going to hop in the tweets, talking trash, put your money where your mouth is. That's all I have to say. All right, Darius, thank you. Mitch Tischler joins us next. <laughs> Jeff stinks. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.